Welcome to the Spectrum Lounge podcast, where we discuss creatives of color disrupting the game in TV, film, and pop culture. I am your host, Rebecca Theodore Vachon, and on this episode, I am joined by Robert Young as we discuss episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, titled The Star-Spangled Man. Take a listen. Hey, Robert. Welcome back. Hey, it's good to be back. (laughs) I'm so... uh, Listen, um, I don't like... The thing with Winter Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I don't know whatever... I don't know what's going to show up in every episode, but I was so glad that I asked you to come back for episode two because a lot happened. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. So the new episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, dropped dropped today. Um, and the title, uh, is the star spangled man. Oh my, (laughs) what did you, what, so I'll start with you. What did you think of this episode? What did you think? This episode, um, like, I feel like they really jumped in like deeper than I expected for in in a Marvel movie, a Marvel show. Mm -hmm. Um, this episode, I mean, we really start getting into, I think some of the issues Sam is going to have to deal with and some of the things that have been, you know, been the reason that he gave the shield back in the first place. Yeah. And they, they definitely started pointing us in, uh, in that direction this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it, it was interesting. It's like, I saw like this, it was sort of like this recurring theme of specifically white men, even though, mm-hmm. even the ones who think, that they're being friends to Sam is, is, is this recurrent theme in this episode of questioning Sam's decision mm-hmm. not to take up the mantle. Um, and I, I, I found it really interesting because of course Sam has his reasons as to why he didn't take the shield, but you know, it kind of shows like this, um, a certain white male privilege, right. Where, yeah. you know, someone like, Bucky, like w- w- there's a specific scene where when the episode starts, it actually starts with John Walker, who has been declared the new Captain America. Um, and I kind of like that scene because I want to talk to you about that. I kind of like the fact that, OK, we're introduced to him at the end of episode one. And then in the beginning of episode two and today, uh, this week's episode, um, he's about to make a special appearance. I think it's his old high school. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he has this conversation with a former um, high school student, somebody that he went to high school with. Was that his girlfriend or like ex? It, they seem to have some sort of chemistry. I think chemistry. so. Yeah. yeah for, it's like either his girlfriend or yeah, for a minute, I thought it was his wife, but more, it's probably his girlfriend. His girlfriend. Okay, yeah. So they have this really interesting conversation where he was just sort of like he finds his old locker, um, you know, in the high school, and it has his name on it. And you know, I, I kind of it, it was interesting that he kind of showed like this vulnerability, like, all right, <laughs> like yeah. this is this is what I have to do. And then you know, also uh, um, one of his friends, Hoskins, uh, he's a black man who also has served with John Rocker, and you know, he's sort of like maybe like one week into being Captain America. And he was like, I'm going to all these Senate meetings and shaking hands and doing this mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And Hoskins is like, yeah, that's part of the job, right? You know what that reminded me of? Mm-hmm. In First Avenger, when Cap was doing the USO tour stuff, that yes. whole, yeah, it reminded me of that. And he was sick of that. And, and you know, he finally went out on the mission on his own. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And what was interesting, and I love that you brought that point, because what was interesting 
I did see that parallel uh, with with First Avenger, you know, with all the propaganda, you know, Captain mm-hmm. America, blah, blah, not much has changed in 80 years. And just the fact that now uh, when he was there, it was a black marching band, which I found yeah. really which I found interesting, you know what I mean? Like the dancers were like mostly black women or women of yeah, color were, and then yeah. the band. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> so I well, thought that even was- the uh, Marvel intro with the flipping logo was, yes. that, was the, the black marching band playing, which kind Man. of blew me away. Listen, I was just like, I was like, wait, do I need to rewind? Because, you know, sometimes when you watch things on streaming, sometimes the the um the audio will get garbled like sometimes mm-hmm. it's like two minutes ahead of what you're seeing and i was like yeah. oh no this is intentional like they changed the opening credit scene yeah. um for this so it was just sort of like <laughs> um but yeah so he he goes onto the field and it at it's actually an interview um where he's just sort of like well yeah you know i i'm gonna be the new captain america and i know i you know i, I know i can't live up to the legacy of steve but i'm gonna try and you know it's the interview starts with all of his qualifications and like Mm -hmm. how he's you know whatever and then you see him training with the shield somewhere where he's like and i was like but wait how is he able to do that like i thought steve was the only person who was able to do that you know so yeah 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 you you know the interesting thing about that beginning to me is like at the end of episode one you could tell by everybody's reaction last week that everybody was like, I hate him. I hate him. And then we come into this episode and they were really trying to get me to like him. They really were. You know, because I kind of was like, you know what? This dude doesn't seem that bad, you know, mm-hmm. in the beginning of this episode. So I, I, I see you, Marvel. Yeah. And, and but I think that's one of the things that I like about Marvel is that I mean, I don't think they're trying to like. It's. I think what they're saying, at least for me, is that it's complicated, right? Exactly. That it, and if you just made him like this um, Hydra type white supremacist, or cut out, yeah, like that, it would be easy to hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm gonna be clear, and I, I, I still feel this. Um, I miss Steve Rogers. <laughs> me, me too. Me too. And He's my favorite character in MCU. He is. And you know the funny thing is that I mean, while I'm really excited about the directions that they're taking Sam and Bucky sort of like creating their, their own path apart from Captain America. But Mm -hmm. it really made you appreciate what Chris Evans brought to that role and what he brought to the MCU. It's, it's kind of underrated. You know what I mean? Like he didn't, I mean, he didn't have beans shooting out of his eyes or anything like that. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. yes, he had the super serum. But I always said that, and you and I have always said this, that that Steve's real superpower was his heart, right? Exactly. That he was a hero before he got that, you know, super serum. Like, he's the kind of guy who would, you know, walk in an alley, see somebody being bullied with his little 90-pound mm-hmm. self and be like, hey, you know, like he was somebody, he always had those those morals, you know, and those principles that were instilled in him before and exactly. getting the super serum just allowed him to be in certain arenas to do to certain be his things. best self, to be his best self. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. And so it's like throughout the show, it's like what I love about Falcon and the Winter Soldier is that while they're, they're telling an original story, you still feel the presence of Steve or you feel like that legacy there's cause there's sort of a mourning because, you know, 
That was Bucky's best friend. That was Sa- Sam became to be really good friends with him. And I think that's something that they're struggling with too, is like the loss of their friends. Cause let's be clear. We don't really know what, where Steve is like after we saw him, the older, the much elderly Steve passed this shield on to Sam. We don't know where Sa- we don't know where Steve is. Like, we, I don't think nope. he's dead. No, no, um, I don't think he is either. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? It, this mm-hmm. kind of goes to that, that comment that Bucky made early in right. the episode uh, right. when he first meets up with Sam and, and, and he's like, uh, he's like, why did you give the shield back? And, mm-hmm. you know, and Sam won't tell him. And he's like, you know, if, if Steve believed in you and you gave the shield back, then, you know, he, he's, he's, you know, the whole thing about Steve believing in you and being wrong. And that means that he'd be wrong about Bucky being a good person. Right. Yeah. That whole interaction. Yeah. Cause, cause Bucky is really struggling. He's you know going I mean? through it. He is he's going, going through it. it. And, and I, we said this in the, in the podcast episode before is that, um, I like that they have not given him a clean slate. Like, mm-hmm. yes, he was, he was pardoned by the U S government and all of that, but he still has to deal with the fallout of his years as an assassin, as a, as an yeah. agent of Hydra that like, that's never going to go away. Um, and I appreciate the fact that they're not trying to scrub his past. You know what I mean? Because that, that is part of his journey. Like he, yeah. he has to go through that. Um, but yeah, so the, the scene where Bucky and, <laughs> Sam first meet each other again because I'm assuming they haven't seen each other since that battle in Endgame, right? It's yeah, just that's like a, yeah. yeah, and and we know from episode one that Sam has been trying to reach out to him, texting him, but Bucky mm-hmm. hasn't responded. Um, but yeah, like you know, uh, when when Bucky rolls up on Sam, he's sort of like because <laughs> now they see this new you know beta cap, and they're just like, and Bucky's just like, well, why did you give the shield away? He was like you know, Steve gave it to you. Um, you know, you should be the next Captain America. And um, yeah, and Sam was like, <laughs> I love what Sam said. He said, not you with your overextended life telling me about my rights. <laughs> I was like, who wrote that? That was good. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they get into this really funny debate about, I think when Sam says, um, uh, you know, with the the merc- I don't want to call them mercenaries, but basically that the whole the people with the with the red hand, the red print. hand. Mm-hmm. yeah, the red hand, and he was like, it's the, he was like Sam was like, well, I I can't argue with you about this right now because I'm on a mission because he was like, you know, he showed him a video, he shows Bucky a, a video of the red hand in action. Clearly, they're super powered, and I think uh, Sam mentions that it, they're either one of the big three, right? Which is aliens. <laughs> What is yeah. it? Aliens, wizards, wizards, uh huh, and, and what is? I can't uh, remember. The was third it one. robots? I forgot. Aliens, maybe, wizards. maybe. Yeah, yeah that sounds I right. Forget. Yeah, and I, was, <laughs> and I was just laughing. I was like, "Oh shit, that's true." <laughs> so it does fall under. It does fall under one of the, which is funny because you know I'd be very interested to know what the timeline is between. Like the timeline with Winter Soldier, I mean, I'm sorry, with Falcon Winter Soldier and WandaVision. Because when he said Wizards and I was laughing, laughing to myself and I was like, here come Wanda just messing up that whole town. Do they even yeah. know what she did? I'd be interested. Yeah. I wonder if it's like concurrently. Yeah, I'd mm-hmm. like to know that too. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, not that they could have really done anything, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought that was funny. But yeah, it's... um. 
yeah, it's it's been really interesting to kind of see Sam struggle. And then, you know, I, I know that this, that decision couldn't have been easy for him, right? Um, no, no. We, we could tell that. You can yeah. see it on his face. Yeah, but then to have, like, these people, like, questioning you, like, well, why did you give up the shield and whatever? And it's like, I'm a grown-ass man. Like, I don't owe you yeah. any explanations, you know? And, and, and like you said earlier, I mean, they all have been white men that are questioning yes. him. Yes, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, um, so the scene that was really interesting to me was when they, uh, you know, Bucky decides to go with Sam to check out the Red Hand. Um, they go to, I think it's Eastern, is it Eastern Europe? I think that's where they Yeah, go, I think right? they were in Germany. In Germany, yeah. And so they find the Red Hand, they find one of their warehouses. And what's interesting is that they are stealing, I, I put this in quotes, they're taking like food and medicine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like an evil organization to me. <laughs> yeah, I so, don't think they're evil. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. So what's interesting is that I think with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we can expect, like, we can't really even trust our own instincts now. Like, what we nah. think, because it's, it's a whole new world after the, this is post blip. And I like that the MCU is, is very much establishing that phase four is not like we you can't erase what happened like when million billions excuse me billions of people disappear for mm-hmm. 5 years and then come back and like yeah. just the fallout from that you know what i mean and so with the red hand it's like the more and then we're introduced to their um their leader Carly Morgenthau mm-hmm. i believe she's like mixed race or a woman of color at least that's that's my guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, right? I'm pretty sure she's mixed race. Yeah, so I like that a person that this woman of color is like heading up this organization, and it seems to me like they're trying to do good because she said some she said something in the episode which really resonated with me, where she was just like, um, because we know there's this organization that was created to kind of, um, you know, to to kind of deal with the people that came back. Right, who who disappeared during the five years of like social security cards and money and housing and all of that. And then Carly says, you know, you've got all these resources going to the people who disappeared and came back, but they totally are ignoring us, the people who stay behind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't think that was selfish of her to say that. I think it's true. It's like, I mean, it's equally devastating to lose five years of your life, although you don't realize that it's been five years until you get back. It just feels mm-hmm. like you literally just blinked your eyes. Um, but yeah, there's something to be said about the people that the people remain. People who live through it. Yeah. I mean, we got a taste of it more from the superhero side in Endgame, right? Like after right. the end of Infinity War and then five years later is like, you know, Black Widow's walking with like two different colors and hair. <laughs> and Steve is going to like therapy. Like, going, yeah. He's you know, going to therapy and old coffee shops and stuff. Right. And Thor is just like a hot mess, like just totally is just gained all this weight and just like giving up on himself. Just he's clearly depressed. I mean, exactly. Thor is clearly depressed. And so, yeah. Um, so it's just interesting. So now it's like I like the fact that we're kind of getting a glimpse into the everyday people, you know, and I think we were first like for me, we see that with uh, Sam's sister, with Sarah, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we talked about this, about this idea of like this this black woman, a widow who her parents were gone. She's, you know, her husband was, had already, I think passed away before the blip. And then Sam is gone. Cause I'm assuming he probably um, contributed some sort of income mm, to help yeah, her with so. the family. You know what I mean? And then it's like 
five years. And it's like this black woman, like having to raise two children in a world that's just like upside down. And I'm like, and those are the heroes. Those are like the, the everyday heroes to me. And so I think Carly is, is sort of like, standing she up for those people that. yeah you know and 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 what's it i mean we still have to figure out how the hell they got those powers because they're clearly mm-hmm. juiced up on the super serum so we'll it'll be interesting to find out how they do that yeah. but i think it is necessary for them to do the things that they do they kind of need an edge they kind of need that advantage yeah i feel like with this this episode is showing us mm-hmm. and at, and actually going back to wandavision too yeah. is that this phase of the Marvel universe is a lot more gray. Whereas in Captain America, the winter soldier, you know, is Hydra versus, you know, the U S but, but now things are gray, you know, and, and I don't think that the red hand is going to be, you you know, the bad people, they have a legit issue, you know, Mm -hmm. that they're dealing with. So it's going to be interesting to see how this goes down. Right. And I mean, and it's really interesting. I mean, even though the blip took place with Infinity War in 2018, um, it is interesting to kind of see these conversations about um, society and like reintegrating society. Like you could, yeah. there's definitely a parallel to me with what we're going through with COVID in the pandemic, right? Because that's mm-hmm. all, a lot of people are talking about that, right? They're like, oh, I can't wait till things get back to normal. And I'm just sitting there like, no. Like, nah. it's, like, even if, I mean, I think Biden's been doing a, 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 a good job so far, like rolling out the vaccine. I think uh, he said 90 something million people have been vaccinated mm-hmm. since he's gotten into office. That's pretty damn good. Um, but yeah, but this idea that like when we're all vaccinated and we're just going to walk out the door and everything is going to be exactly the same. No, <laughs> no, no, that's not true. It's it's a new normal. And I think that's what the MCU will be tackling in, in phase four is. And it's mm-hmm. particularly interesting hearing Americans talk about it since we're one of the countries that are first getting the vaccine. And they're talking about it like, you know, people are getting their shots and they're like, oh, I'm so glad this is over. And I'm like, do you know the rest of the world is mm-hmm. not nearly as close? Like, no, this yes. not, is not over. It's not going to be over for a long time. A really long, and especially when you see people being reckless as hell, going on mm-hmm. vacation, going to parties, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I know y'all ain't vaccinated. <laughs> you know, I mean, I like I got my my vaccination uh, last week, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad I got it. I got the Johnson and Johnson one, so that's the one shot one. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest with you, Robert, like I'm not really thinking like. Oh, I can't wait for all these things that I can do now. Like, I'm really right. just like, okay, this is a preventative measure, but I still have my mask. I actually ordered an extra amount of, of, of surgical masks and I still wash my hands. I still, you know what I mean? Like I, when I go out for my walks or anything that I do, I still wear a mask. Like I'm not yeah. thinking that I'm invincible or anything. Um, yeah. I understand, I understand the vaccine. What it does is it it's not that you can't get COVID if you get it, but it, mm-hmm. it, it'll be harder. Prevents you, you from it. getting really sick too. I'm all, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah, that's so, yeah. like the main benefit. Yeah, so it's sort of like yeah. So with with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like with Phase Four, just kind of seeing like how this new world is is going to look, right? And then with the absence of certain heroes like Cap is retired, right? Steve Rogers mm-hmm. is said, Tony Stark is gone. 
You know what I mean? Um, sort of like the OG Avengers are pretty much just retired. I mean, Black Widow unfortunately passed away. Um, so it's sort of like, what are the new heroes of this day and age going to look like? Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why I like, yeah, that's why I like Falcon and Witch because it's really interrogating. Like, what do, what do we think about hero, hero, heroism and patriotism? And what does it look like when it's in the hands of people who have been historically marginalized and oppressed mm. as opposed to the traditional white male power structure, right? And how yeah. we navigate that. So I, th- I thought that was interesting. So um, I do want to talk about now. I did not think that I, I you and I had been theorizing that <laughs> we would m- most likely get Isaiah Bradley and the promise, the, the, our, 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 thoughts or our uh, our theories were correct we are introduced to isaiah bradley in this episode and i was like now i didn't think that he was going to show up to like episode five or like four yeah, or five too. or something so i was like oh so y'all just bloop. okay <laughs> <laughs> so i from what i understand so um you know there's a mission that uh, so when sam and, and uh bucky track down the red hand there's this big action sequence where they're trying to chase them down. Um, and then Bucky and uh, Falcon realize they have their hands full. Like you're fighting a bunch of like Captain Americas, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all the soldiers. And then John Walker, the new Captain America and his new sidekick, who's a black man, Hoskins, his friend Hoskins come to the rescue and, you know, pretty much help them out. And, then there's a conversation between the four of them. So we're looking at Bucky and uh, Sam versus the new Captain America and Hoskins. Who was now called himself Battle. Let me tell you something about that scene. I could not stop laughing. <laughs> I could not stop laughing because it was sort of like this mirror images of like, you know what I mean? Because for Captain yeah. America, you know, for John Walker, he's was kind of disrespectful. He was like calling Sam and Bucky like, oh, you were Cap's wingmen. And they were like, yeah. excuse me? You know what I mean? So, yeah, Sam was did, not having that. <laughs> what did you think of that exchange? Uh, I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. It kind of reminded me, interestingly enough, it, it kind of reminded me of like when you have like Marines and Army guys go against each other. So it kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of like the uh the whole military rivalry thing. So I yeah. saw a little bit of that in it too, but also um like, I mean, come on, man. Like, uh, Sam and uh, Bucky, they they fought, you know, uh, they they fought to save the entire universe. And these, these dudes coming out of nowhere trying to tell them something. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> it was like, where were you when Thanos was fucking shit up? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That was I was funny. Like, I was like, yeah. but I think with that scene, I think what they were, I mean, besides the comedic, um, aspect of it, which I thought was funny. But I think what it was doing too was also reckoning with this idea of how black characters in the MCU mm. up to a certain point had been framed, right? Because for yeah. intense, all intensive purposes, yes, in Winter Soldier and Civil War, people did kind of look at Bucky, I mean, sorry, they did kind of look at Sam as uh, sidekick. Cap's sidekick, right? So there mm-hmm. had to be, so it's sort of like, so now, Sam is sitting across from Hoskins and John Walker. And I'm sure Bucky was, I'm sure Sam in his mind was like, is that what we look like? Is that what me <laughs> and Steve look like? I mean, of course, you know, he got his little jokes off, but I'm sure mm-hmm. there was a part of him subconsciously that was like, fuck, was that really like a sidekick? Yeah. So, and, 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 and the question is, 
is that if if that's how Sam feels, does that feed into part of the decision as to why he did not take the shield? Because there might yeah. very much while there very much is the idea of him being a black man and understanding the symbolism of that shield when it's the hands of a black man, right? Mm-hmm. But I also feel like I do feel like there is a part of Sam that subconsciously feels that he's not he he can't live up to the le- legacy of Steve, right? I agree. Like maybe, it's like, like maybe super, mm-hmm. it's a superhero version of uh, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, he really is. And so, and I think I hopefully if he can go back and like sit down with uh, Bucky's therapist, like I think, <laughs> and, like if Sam, like if Sam really took out the layers, like I think he would find that maybe there's a part of him that does feel like shit, maybe. Maybe I'm not good enough, you know. Which is mm-hmm. funny because I'm watching it. I'm like, you're totally qualified. This dumb dumb can be like, John, like, because when John Walker was like listing all of his qualifications, I'm like, but Bucky, but like Sam's qualifications are right up there too. Like, what you yeah, say? Yeah, they're equal. They're yeah. equal. You don't, you don't have the super serum. Okay, fine. Like, oh, I served all these tours and I did X, Y, Z, and I'm like, okay, but Sam has a equal. Sam did the same thing. You know, but th- but again, that talks to how even with all the qualifications a black person can have, they still don't seem to be or are perceived as equal, right? To their white yeah. counterparts. So yeah. So I I thought that was that was an interesting scene. So that leads us into um Bucky, uh, you know, Sam and Bucky basically have a conversation after the mission and then Bucky's like, well, I want you to meet somebody. Cause I think Bucky was picking up on Sam's uh you know, indecision or his, or struggling with his decision to not be Captain America. And so we find them in Baltimore and we are introduced to Isaiah Bradley, man. Mm. (laughs) I was just like, wow, like that, like, I'm really happy that they introduced this because I don't, at least the story that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is trying to tell. I don't think you could have told that story without including Isaiah Bradley. What do you think? I uh, oh, I totally agree, and I don't think you can tell this story. I, I don't think you can have Falcon like go through his full character arc without telling this story because mm-hmm. this this is going to be a huge factor in him realizing that, in my opinion, that he deserved that shield from Jump. Mm-hmm. You know, right? So I, I think this is huge. I think this is going to change. Sam on a molecular level, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I do know that that with the story, <clears throat> there's they, they did judge it um, a little bit. There's a little bit of an adjustment from the comic books uh, canon of Isaiah Bradley and this one. I mean, they're pretty much the same. Um, but when we meet Isaiah Bradley, he's a very elderly old man. Sort of a get off my lawn, <laughs> cranky yeah. old black. Look, looking like Cap can... at the end of Endgame. <laughs> yes! Oh my God! Yes! Oh my God! That's so true. And um, yeah, and he's just like, you know, so basically we find out that Isaiah Bradley had been given the super soldier serum. He was, if you read the comic book, Red, black, red White, and Black, uh, The Truth, um, the, the story, the comic book canon is that Isaiah Bradley was part of 300 African American soldiers that were forcibly. Mm-hmm. taken because after dr erskine was killed he was the one who came up with the original super serum um and then what happened was they decided well we need more captain americans we need more super soldiers right so the 300 these 300 black soldiers were submitted um you know 
well, not submitted. They were taken forcibly. The horrible part is that when they were put into the program, the army or the military sent letters to their family saying that they had been killed in battle. So you, so you had grieving, you had 300 grieving black families who thought that they had lost their loved ones, but they, they were actually being subjected to these experiments with this new super. Now let's be clear. It was not the same serum that Captain America got. They were basically working to um, replicate it. Right. Because mm-hmm. Erskine had the original one. And then I believe it was uh, uh, Colonel Walker Price and the doctor was Dr. Wilfred Nagel. Um, and so they created a, a, a version of the super serum. And then I think only five of the black soldiers um, survived the experimentation. Survived. Yeah, that yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. And so Isaiah was one of the five and, you know, they used him, the military used him. They used him for this like suicide mission. Um, I think his name was Dr. Kosh, I think. So because the Germans were trying to create their own super serum. So uh, super serum. And so Mm -hmm. they sent they send Isaiah Bradley to shut it down. He succeeds. Right. He's captured and then he's um, freed by these German freedom fighters or whatever. They're like anti-Nazis. Right. But here's the kicker. He gets uh, rescued and then the American government arrests him. And yeah. those, but the reason why they imprisoned him is because they were like, well, you took the Captain America's costume and shield to do this mission. Like, I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was heavy. Like, really? Just because he put on the costume, it was like, how dare you? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just take that. And I was like, well, that's fucked up and so um i know in the canon in the comic book canon uh isaiah bradley spent 17 years in prison and the only reason why he was released after 17 years and by the way he was put in solitary confinement for 17 years and during those 17 years he was submitted to he they were taking his blood they were doing all these experiments on him so it's like after everything he did for his country this is how they paid him back um, and so his wife, uh, uh, Faith Bradley, had never believed that he had been killed in action. And so she kept writing letters to the president. And I think it was Eisenhower who finally released him in 1960, just before Kennedy went into office or whatever. Um, so that was the thing. But by the time Isaiah came out, they said he sort of had like a childlike mentality, like the solitary confinement mm. coupled with the scientific experiments just made him... You know what I mean? And just aged him yeah. terribly. Because you'll notice, yeah. like, when we look at him, he's old. Yeah. You know, like, Bucky, yeah, and he must have been around the same age, but Bucky is looking like a, you know, 20-something. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that could be also the fact that that super serum was not perfected. Like, since it was a copy of the original one, they probably didn't know how to kind of, like, you know, turn off the aging genes or whatever. So, but yeah. yeah I feel I, like it's a mix of that and, you know, him mm, going through all he went through that. Yeah. That, have him looking like that yeah and so and this was so now in falcon and the winter soldier they're saying that he was in prison for 30 years i was mm-hmm. like oh so i just gonna add the extra thir- 13 years of this man did not suffer enough um and he's mad but here's the interesting part and i did feel like i'll i'll just start here and then you can give your thoughts I, what was interesting is that <laughs> Isaiah Bradley looks at Bucky. He was like, yeah, I know you. He was like, um, I think it was during the Korean War. We find out that he was sent on a mission to stop Bucky and he fucked Bucky up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he ripped up, he ripped off his arm. And yeah, I was like, messed up his arm. yeah. And I'm like, in the history of the MCU, at least 
our the cinematic version. We ain't never the only person that could ever work Bucky was Steve. <laughs> that was his only equal. And so I'm like, man, I wish we had a flashback episode where we could have seen that. You know, you would have cast a younger actor, maybe Trevante Rose or something like that. Like seeing like this black Captain America like work Bucky over and just see him rip off his arm. Oh man, I wish I could have seen that. I still have like some hope <laughs> in my heart that we get some kind of flashback. Yes. Uh, for Isaiah Bradley in these mm-hmm. next four episodes. Me too. I hope mm-hmm. that happens. But yeah. yeah, that was like, when he said that, I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Sam yeah. was sitting there. Sam was standing there like, Sam was what? Shook. <laughs> Sam was shook. Well, I mean, he was shook at the whole situation. He was like, hold up. There was a black Captain America and nobody told me? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of like what you said last week. Remember you said that. You said that Sam meeting Isaiah could change his perception oh i totally think it's going to yeah i totally think it's going to you know and then to find out i'm just sitting at like 30 years 30 years because you saved your country like mm-hmm. man i was just like i'm i'm so upset <laughs> i'm so Me upset too. yeah so what did you what did you think of of the introduction of isaiah bradley or in the in that scene in general i mean that was like the most emotional hitting part of the episode for me Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't expecting it this early, like we were talking about earlier. And also just like, like you said, them adding, you know, that extra time, like 30 years mm-hmm. that he was tortured by the government. Of course, you know, of course he's mad. But then, you know, I also had all the other stuff going in my head, like, oh, crap, this is Elijah here, the the grandson that opened the door. So I was like, okay, I was like, we got a lot going we got a lot going on here. I, hope, I also, yeah, oh, I, hope, I hope. I hope. No, I, I was saying when I saw the the young man, the young black man at the door, I was thinking that too. Like, oh my god, that could be Eli Bradley, which would be cool. Yeah, and I'm pretty yeah. sure I saw in the credits that's who it was. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, I'll double check it. the credits when I watch it again, but I'm pretty sure I saw that it, it was Elijah. Yeah, because we know that Eli Bradley becomes one of the founding members of the Young Avengers, correct? Uh huh. And they oh. pretty much have most of the other Young Avengers in in the MCU now, or Ooh. they're about to be. So I wouldn't be surprised. Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm. You know what? I don't put anything past Kevin Feige because the thing that I've read MCU is that there are never any gratuitous nope. cameos. Nothing. Nope. <laughs> like if you're putting. Isaiah Bradley here, and I agree with you. I feel like that was a powerful scene, but I was like, I hope this is not just a plot device. Like, I'm like, you guys are going to have to circle back because we got to talk about this. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that, that's a lot, you know. To- I think he's there for a reason. I mm-hmm. think he's there for a reason. So, yeah, I, yeah I'm excited about that. And I, I'm also excited mm-hmm. because, like, I feel like this is really going to evolve Sam as a character. So I'm like, excited to see that. Me too. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very interested to see like in the next episode how that visit with Isaiah is going to frame his feelings mm-hmm. about taking up the mantle. Is he going to reconsider and be like, once he sees John Walker in action, be like, no, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think deep down Sam is already regretting that he gave back the shield. Like, <laughs> that's not because he tells Bucky that he was like, I that was gonna happen i thought when i gave back the shield they were gonna retire captain america just like yeah but everybody else was ready to but clearly you know the government has a different agenda um but yeah i was i was just i was really happy that they that they brought that into the mcu i hope that they will 
bring Isaiah back um, to talk more about that. And like I said, I've been saying this, I think you could really have a great Marvel miniseries just focusing on that family. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So just kind of, you know, from the time that Isaiah enlisted in the army and then the experimentation and just all of that, because the one thing that I realized was like when Sam and Bucky left and, you know, Sam was confronting Bucky, like, why the hell did, how did, how did I not know this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first thing Sam asked, and I, I think that was a reasonable question. He was like, did Steve know? Cause I think yeah. that if, if, I think for Sam, if he knew that Steve knew about that, he wouldn't I don't want anything to do with it. No, not at all. He'd be like, oh, yeah. hell no. You know what I mean? But it's like everything that I've seen about Steve. It's funny because it's like when I'm on Twitter, sometimes I'll see people like cracking jokes on Steve and stuff like, you know, at the end of Endgame, um, you know, when we saw him dancing with Peggy and everything and they were just, mm-hmm. you know, people were making jokes like, oh, you know, uh, you know, when he was watching the civil rights movement and MLK and stuff, Steve was just all up in his, you know, sub- in suburbia, just kind of like. You know, and I was like, ignoring it after everything you've seen from Steve in the MCU, you really think that man would have just sat on his ass and just come on. Now. Yeah. 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 I don't. Well, I, I think it was a legit question to ask just because of Steve keeping the secret from Tony about yes. Bucky. Yes. So I think that makes it a legit question. But absolutely. But yeah. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think Steve would. Well, I do know in the comics, uh, Steve does find out about the experimentation uh, in the comics. Again, he didn't know about it. But when he did know it, he actually looked up Elijah Bradley um, and he actually gave him back the Captain America suit. Mm hmm. The yeah, one, I think very, I remember hearing yeah, about that. The very one that he was imprisoned in. I, you know, for me, I don't really you know, I just feel like I just. I, I judge characters on their on their actions, right? And mm-hmm. just everything that I've seen from Steve from his introduction in the MCU, um, I think he's he's a good person. I mean, he's flawed, of course. You know, he makes mistakes. I think the whole way he handled the whole thing with Tony's parents, eh, I get it. Maybe not the best way to handle it. Mm-hmm. But I think that showed his humanity and it showed his, his frailty because he was protecting... His friend, because, you know, every, yeah, everybody in, that he knows is dead. And Bucky is literally his only connection. So mm-hmm. I understand that. I, I I don't agree with it, but I understand it. Um, but yeah, it was I think it would have been like if Steve had known about those experimentations, it would have been like that. That would have sullied the Captain America legacy to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That would have messed it up. They're like, fuck Chris Evans. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Chris Evans is like Chris Evans would be like I'm not taking this role up again no way and I do think and I I do think this though I do feel like I mean yes it's also comic book canon that Steve didn't know but also in the MCU I mean they could have decided to go the other way I think they are like I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier and I'm like "Mm mm-hmm this is a great story Mm mm-hmm but in the back Mm -hmm. of my head I'm like Steve's gonna come back you think so? Oh yeah, maybe not in the show Falcon and the Okay, Winter yeah, I don't think he's going to come back in the show. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like Chris Evans just personally I think Chris Evans just wants to take some time off and you know, he wants to explore you know, he he started this poli- yeah, political website ASP which I think is pretty cool. And you know, so he's mm-hmm. politically engaged. He's trying to do his thing, you know, not always perfect, but at least trying. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. but I think he's just trying to like you know, he did a Broadway play a few years ago and he did Knives Out, which I thought he was great in that. And we've mm-hmm. seen him in other movies like Snowpiercer, which I really loved him in. So he's, you know, when he hasn't been playing Captain America, he's always doing like these small indie dramas. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I think he's just 
he needs a break. But I think that if Marvel came with him, comes to him in a couple of years with the right offer, I think he'll come back. I wouldn't be mad. He's mm-hmm. my favorite character, so I would not be mad. I'm just saying. So I'm just. So I feel like they're just kind of like keeping his legacy clean because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're like, we got to bring him back. <laughs> yeah, we don't and want so, people hating him when he comes back. Exactly. You know. And I there's a thing wrong with that because I don't think we would have accepted a Captain America that knew about black soldiers being experimented on. That mm-hmm. that would have yeah. just been like that's fucked I up. Agree. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Overall, I mean, I I thought the uh, and then okay. So then after we see Sam and Bucky kind of talking about Isaiah, these cop cars like roll up on them, and you know, of course, they're really aggressive to to Sam talking about oh, you know, is everything asking okay? Bucky if, yeah, asking Bucky if everything's okay. And I'm like, of course it happened in Baltimore. You know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> like it couldn't happen anywhere else. Like, it would happen nope. in New York. It would happen in whatever. And then it was just sort of like until one of the cops was like, "Hey, you don't re- you don't recognize them? Oh, they're the Avengers." Yeah, and, and I almost that- feel like mm-hmm. in that moment, Sam kind of flashed back to the whole bank situation. Yeah, just rolling his eyes, like, yeah, here yeah. we go again. Because that kind of goes into a certain black respectability, right? Like mm-hmm. the only reason why people respect him is because he's part of the superhero group but if he wasn't it like he would just be another you know n-word or whatever you know what i'm saying and he would have been in cuffs yeah and i think that annoys sam i was just he's just like well even if i wasn't an avenger who Mm -hmm. cares like i'm just in the street talking to my friend like what is the problem you know what i mean and then that's when (laughs) we get the twist that (laughs) the cops were actually really there for bucky because (laughs) He violated his probation because he missed his <laughs> mandated therapy session. <laughs> so it was the white man that got arrested. And I was like, wow. And then it goes yeah. into this whole, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I don't think they initially stopped because of that. I think when they ran ran their info, that's mm. when they found out about his warrant. Damn. Oh, well. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it, it turns into this thing where they're at the police station and then, <laughs> you know, U.S. agent, I mean, uh, Beta Cap is there and he's sort of like telling the therapist, you know, we need to relax the, uh, you know, the, 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 the parole for Bucky or whatever, because, you know, I guess because he wants to work with Bucky or whatever. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we get this scene where, you know, they try to do therapy and it's sort of like this buddy cop thing. You know, I was like, yeah, I was like, the scene was all right. Like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, for me, that screen time with the therapist, I was like, y'all could have given that to Isaiah Bradley. Like, mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I felt like they they touched on it and then they were just like, OK, racism. All right. All right. Right. Let's let's be a little bit funny. But I'm like, but yeah, I mean, if this is what you want to talk about in the show. This is just my personal feeling. I was like, if, if you do want to talk about race and racism in this show, keep your foot on the pedal. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, like, don't, you know what I mean? Because with WandaVision, they gave a whole entire season to this white woman who was grieving over her android husband and her mm-hmm. fictitious kids, okay? Well, however you feel about WandaVision, I, you know, love and hate her or whatever. But I was like, they committed to that they committed to giving wanda that space for her grief and her rage no problem so i feel like what kept with with falcon and the winter soldier they're gonna they're gonna need to afford sam that same space and grace that it's that it's okay for us to see sam be angry like that's what i'm waiting for in -hmm. the next four episodes i just want to see him be like yo 
you know, because right now he's he's very controlled. And I, I'm sure a lot of that has to do with his military training. Some of the, you know, some of it is gender, you know, conditioning and everything. But I just want to see him just like, yo, fuck this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it's okay for, for us to see Sam be angry and not terrify people like, oh, he's the angry black man, right? Because that's something that a lot of shows and movies tend to do is like they try to neuter black male characters, right? Whereas white men can rage all the time. Like right now, there's a movie that just came out. What was it called? Nobody, the guy, Bob Odenkirk, the guy from Let's Call Saul. And so he's some sort of Clint Eastwood type white, you know, vigilante and shit. And so he's busy Uh. killing people. And I was like, y'all have given space to white male rage forever, okay? (laughs) And just this week, we saw another shooting right? Mm-hmm. Some dude walked up in a supermarket and shot up a whole bunch of people. And then just the week before that, we had some other rando Chad, you know, going into these Asian spas, blaming mm-hmm. Asian women for yeah. his sex addiction. So the history of America has always been a white about white male rage. So I feel like with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we need a show where we can see black male rage in the MCU and that it's okay. I think the, the only time we've really seen it is Black Panther with Killmonger. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I mm-hmm. feel like we're I feel like we're building up to that. Mm-hmm. I feel like all these individual incidents are like slowly the microaggressions. That up. Yeah, the mm-hmm. microaggressions are slowly building that up in Sam. I'll definitely right. be disappointed if we don't see something like that in the next four episodes. I do. Yeah. And I and he has a right to be upset. Like mm-hmm. you I gave back the shield and we were like, we were all under the agreement that Captain America would be retired and then you just went and found this other white man to yeah. carry the shield without even like they didn't even consult him. They didn't nope. even ask him. You know what I mean? Nope. <laughs> it was just like F you. You know what I mean? And just all these shenanigans that are going on now. And so yeah, I, I would like to see Sam pop off. And I think that's okay. And I, I, I think that's okay. And you know, and I think that's something that the that the viewers of the MCU need to grow with that, right? Because phase mm-hmm. four is about to be a lot more inclusive and a lot more diverse. And it's not going to look like phase one, two, and three. No, at all. not at all. Yeah. Not so at all. I think that people are just going to have to adjust their expectations and, you know, just have these conversations, I think, which is, which is really good. I think WandaVision, you know, kind of took it a step in that direction because I know from, I haven't read the Scarlet Witch comics, but from what I understand and come uh articles that I've read, they said that they've never really treated her right. Like she was always like no, some they, his, his, hysterical female or whatever. Yeah, and then, they never have. I feel like these mm-hmm. TV shows mm-hmm. give them a lot more space to flesh things out. So I, I'm definitely looking forward to all of them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to episode three. So the episode ends with Zemo. Lord Jesus. Mm. <laughs> I was like, don't let this man out. Well, you know they are, <laughs> Yeah, and Zemo's on his list, isn't he? <laughs> isn't yes. he on us? Yeah, yes. the list as far as like the list mm-hmm. that uh, um Bucky has for making up to people. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I mean, definitely, I would assume that that Bucky would have like a gripe against Zemo because he was like, "You turn me into a murder bot again." You know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see the three of them. <laughs> reunited (laughs) and i'm sure that that's what's going to lead to his escape i'm guessing right i mean i don't know he's going to use that opportunity to escape and um i know they did mention sharon we haven't seen sharon carter yet yet. um but we do know in the conversation with 
Sam and Bucky, she was she basically became an enemy of the state because remember in Civil War, she stole uh is it Sam's wings and Cap's shield? Oh, that's and, right. She brought them all their equipment mm-hmm. back. And so they were like, so it was sort of like a violation of the Sokovia Accords. So mm-hmm. she's, you know, so I have a feeling we'll probably see her in episode three. You know, if not episode four or whatever, and I hope we see more of Torres. Because um, yeah, I, I like Torres. Yeah, I didn't know that Torres. Because I think you told me he becomes the next Falcon in the at least in the comic book. Yeah, he in the comic. The next, and, yeah, and the series where Sam was Captain America, Torres uh, became Falcon in right. a completely different way. Though he became like a, a half human, half bird hybrid but uh, oh, you know they're not going to go that way here <laughs> okay so do you think that the goal of falcon and the winter soldier do you think that this show is really about the journey that sam is taking in order to be captain america do you think we're in the final episode he is going to take the mantle i think america? so i think okay. in the very last episode he will be captain america wow. with the shield Wow. Now I'll be honest with you. When I saw Endgame and Steve gave him the shield, I was like, mm. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. But I do feel like because we're seeing like this whole different side to Sam and just like I think this is the best writing I've seen for his character, quite frankly. I agree. Um, I agree. And so I think because they're fleshing him out and giving him family and giving him this and giving him that, I think when he gets that shield, I think it's it's going to be it's going to be more rewarding, right? Because yeah. follow me here. I think that the idea of a white man saying, here, you carry my legacy is much different than a black man empowering himself and saying, no, I take that for myself. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's I sort agree. Of like, it's, there's more autonomy there as opposed to, yeah. well, you know, the first cap said I was, but he was like, no, I'm, and because I, I think it's throughout this journey, Sam is going to realize that he very much is qualified to be Captain America. And the only person who can make that decision? The only way he, the only way he could find that out is for himself. A million people could tell him and validate him and say he's worthy of being Captain America. But you know how it is. If you don't feel it for yourself, it, it doesn't mean anything. You know. What yeah, I mean? and I feel like this whole Isaiah Bradley background and and storyline is the key to all of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gonna yeah. be the key for him to realize that he he deserves it just as much as Steve did. I think so. Yeah, he's definitely showing like he has. Again, it was like everything that John Walker was saying at the beginning of the episode when he was like reading off his qualifications. I was just like, Sam could have easily been saying this. Like, but I think that was the point of of making that scene. Right? I think so too. I yeah. think so too. Oh my! It's like Sam has all of that. Mm-hmm. He really does. He really does. So I'm re- I'm I'm invested in this show. <laughs> I admit, Me too. when they invest when they announced Falcon and went ah. But I see what they're doing. And so I'm just going to wait to see like how these next four episodes are going to develop. So, alrighty. Well, yeah, thank you too. so much, Robert, for joining me again. <laughs> Anytime. It was great to be here. Thank you. So we'll, we'll be back for episode three, which airs next Friday, right? Next Friday. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, same time. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Spectrum Lounge. See you on the other side.